Show, the show where we say a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and here with me is my co-host, with the mo-host, Delanor. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, to you too. Thanksgiving. Maybe I'll get this out on Thanksgiving. That would be a miracle. That would be a Thanksgiving miracle. Yes, it would. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this recording will be better than the last one. I, I can guarantee I can hear it in the headphones this time, and the laptop is shut, so that mic can't pick up anything. Yeah, for the listeners, we had an audio issue last time. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're hoping, we're moving forward with, you know, with the future. Episode 4... No stumbling over the intro, correct microphone, I think we've got it. Oh, I did stumble a little bit. No, you got it. It sounded good to me, it sounded good in these headphones that I can hear the the nice crisp audio in right now. Fair enough. Uh, Today we are going to talk about the, what we would give, the spirit of giving heading towards Christmas and the idea of giving for Thanksgiving. It's the season of giving. It is. Uh, and what we would give as gifts to introduce people to a either genre or subgenre or type of medium that we are typically interested in. Do you have a movie specifically that you would give? Uh, yes, I do. I uh, yes, this movie. Um, I think anyone would love this movie, and I think it's such a technical achievement that it. Every this has to be in every household, and uh, that movie is Toy Story. Okay. I would pick Toy Story three, but that one's just better. But um, Toy Story is, I, I mean, what, probably around this time. Nineteen ninety eight. Ninety five. Ninety five. Okay. Yep. And um, such a technical achievement. First, fully full length feature computer animated movie. Sure. By Pixar, of course. Uh. And I remember being in second grade and just loving this movie and thinking all my toys were alive. And it had such an effect on me. And I think it was such a marvel of a masterpiece. And they did a good choice of uh, making toys the first computer animated because any humans that looked like that would be just creepy. Sure. Uh, They were. That's why they only had like one kid, two kids, Andy and Sid. Sid. Yeah. Yeah. And Sid was just... <laughs> Sid's a bad boy. Yeah, he's just pasty-faced, weird kid. Um, are they making a fourth one, I heard? They are. The teaser just came out. A couple of teasers this yeah. week came out. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I, I think... kind of settled it with the yeah, third one. Yeah, three was perfect. Came full circle. Like, wrapped it neatly in a bow. Ended so perfectly. Like, it was... I pretty much aged with Andy. Because... Toy Story 3 takes place, like, the same amount of time, same amount of years later from the first movie, so Andy's going to college, and I was right in college at that point, too, and just, yeah, it really, uh, I think it really came full circle, and they really finished it off nice. If they make 4 as good, I won't complain, but, uh, Do you think Andy will be in it, or maybe Andy will be giving it to his kids or something or have you seen three no i haven't oh. seen, i've only seen the first one okay i'm guessing he parts with his toys he does yeah, yeah he goes okay. off to college kind of spoilers for this this movie is almost 10 years old already yeah <laughs> hopefully you have seen it well i haven't but you know i kind of figured that yeah. was the case but maybe yeah. he reunites and then gives them to his kids Right, no, he gives them to um a little girl who's super imaginative, just like him, and uh-huh. she's like, she goes to the, 
this daycare that they they get donated to this daycare, but this daycare isn't what it seems. And yeah. Toy Story Three is like a jailbreak movie where they have to break out of the daycare, but they end up at this girl Bonnie's house, and they've had like a couple of short things, like ten minute shorts about being with Bonnie. So I'm pretty sure it's gonna be around them. Sure. The teaser's weird. It's like them, all the toys, like because there's only a few toys left. Like, uh, it's probably Buzz, Woody. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Guess which ones? Uh, uh, the girl, Woody, female Jesse, Woody. yep. Uh, and... the dog, or no, not the dog, uh, the, uh, uh well, the, there is a dog, there's Slinky the Dog. Slinky Dog, but yeah. I was thinking of the, uh, the T-Rex. Yeah, Rex, yeah, yeah, he's uh, there. Uh, do you know who John Ratzenberger is? The actor? Yeah, <laughs> he's I, in I, every Pixar movie, though, and, um. He's Ham, the the. Oh yeah, he's not even a real toy. Mrs. Potato Head and Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head. Sure, she's in two, so I don't know if you knew she was. Uh, no, only seen the first one. Yeah, and then uh, there's like three of those little green aliens from Pizza Planet. Oh sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I think that's all of them. Am I missing one? Listeners will let us know. Hopefully, uh, what were we talking about? But three, yeah. So there's only those toys left, and the teaser of four is like them going in a circle, and then there's like this spork. Like a plastic spork that like has pipe cleaners and yeah. like button eyes and stuff, and he freaks That's out a toy about. Somehow. Yeah, he freaks out about not being a toy. So maybe wow. this four yeah. is about like an identity crisis or what makes a toy. Or, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. But three wrapped it up so nicely. There's this meme going around um, from it's got Lord of the Rings, and you might be able to help me with names here. Uh, is it a Sealdor who's supposed to cast the ring into the fire? Yes, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and it's him, like, going to throw it in the fire, and the ring it says has, like, Toy Story 4 on it, and yeah. whoever is yelling at him, is it the elf? It's uh, Elrond. Yeah, Elrond's like, cast it into the fire, and over his head it says, 90s kids. And yeah. Then, like, Isildur is Disney, he's like, sure. no. Yeah. So, the um, ring is mine, or whatever yeah, but, uh, I mean, if they, I'm not, I can't judge it till I see it, I guess. Yeah, it, it could be great. It could put another bow on the end, I guess. Right, like, yeah. I, I mean, two, they've all been good, so. This is the age of probably them. unneeded sequels and reboots. Exactly, so, yeah. You know, it would, but so you never know. But I think Toy Story is a really good catch-all. Appeals to everyone, if you know the history behind the painstaking computer animation of ni- the early 90s what about you uh What's mine your... was kind of a catch-all for a genre specifically mine was the good the bad and the ugly a western kind of well-known western treat of a movie uh one of the uh spaghetti westerns and uh the man with no name trilogy and it is technically the final film but they're all um kind of independent of each other right which is weird because it's considered a trilogy right it's like loosely intertwined uh yeah basically the character is the same but and they use several other actors in the same movies but they're not the same people because some of right. them die. Okay. It is kind of odd. That, yeah. Because Lee Van Cleef plays uh, several people in different films, and so does Eli Wallach. It's just, is it the first shared universe with a lot of it's, not oversight for continuity error? 
Uh, there, well, the thing is, there's like not really any continuity. That's really <laughs> the thing. It's a trilogy, but they're not really related to each other. I think the trilogy is like the guy, and it's him just on different adventures, I think. Is that like the, uh, what's that trilogy with Simon Pegg and... Oh, the Cornetto? Yeah, the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. Except it's not related to any of them, but it's somehow right. a trilogy. Yeah. Okay. I think. Something like that. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's just, it's a very well-made movie. It's, you know, it, it is a classic of the Western genre. There are so many that I could have picked, but this is one that everyone's kind of like, I know it, I know the music, right. yeah. everyone knows the, ah, wah, 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 kind of thing going on. Did it and first, it's, yeah. Yeah, they did. I think they're the only ones who did that, as far as I know. Yeah, that'd be uh, a good... Uh... But, yeah, I I had a tough time with this one, because I'm like, what is something that everyone... Yours was probably better than mine. Uh, although... Movie was actually my hardest one to yeah. come up with, to be honest. Because it's like, everyone has such independent tastes from each other, and I'm just like, if you like this genre, or you want to get into this genre, it's just kind of like an easy kind of in, then you can kind of explore around if right. you like it. Yeah. Uh, did you have a TV show? I think we're going to I TV did. next. Sure, yes, we can go to TV. Um, I tried to, I picked, uh, have you heard of The Good Place? Um, I've, I've heard of it. I've never watched it. Yeah, it's currently on TV. Sure. Uh, it's in like season three right now. Um, but it's a really, it's a, I there's I can't say too much about it, um, but it's a really good show that makes you think. Because I'll give away spoilers if I talk. Could you about... give me like a brief like what is the show? It is a the show starts out about um, this girl named Eleanor Shellstrop, and she wakes up dead pretty much. Okay, and it's just she wakes up in like hell. It's essentially just an office building. No, no. it's uh, it's the good place. She's in the good place, uh, and so okay. she uh, she wakes up she uh, to the sign that says, "Don't worry, you're okay. Everything's gonna be all right." And then she, uh, Ted Danson, Becker, uh, sure. cheers, cheers, you know, Sam. And, yeah, he comes in, nice suit. He's and he's like, "Come on in," and he talks about, "Hey, so the idea of heaven and hell is." You know, it's not 100% right, and he points to this guy on the wall. It's like this stoner guy. He's like, this is the guy who got closest to the idea of heaven and hell. He's about 40% correct, but it goes on this point system that uh, you go through out your whole life accumulating and deducting points to get, in, and you need enough points to get into the good place. And guess what? You made it to the good place. But Eleanor is a terrible person, and she secretly she knows i don't belong here i shouldn't be in the good place yeah so she has to hide it and they like get paired up with their soul quote unquote soulmates they can't do i did quote fingers i can't do that on a podcast um so i'll say it uh they get like paired up with their soulmates and get put into their dream house and it's all this stuff that eleanor finds out she's been mixed up with another person named Eleanor Shellstrop who died at the exact same time as she did. Oh. And so the show starts out about her trying to hide all this and figure out why she's in the good place and what she should do. Hmm. But, um, Is Ted Danson God? Uh, yes, he's a... Well, That's he's, the first thing he's an architect. Oh, he, okay. um, he's like a, a spirit and he's called an architect and 
because heavens like in quadrants and all these architects are different for designing these heavens heaven neighborhoods okay or good place neighborhoods specific to the people who go there okay so it'll be like beneficial to them but it really makes you think about morality why we do things that are good what are our intentions is it just so we can go to the good place and not feel bad about ourselves it it really makes you it's a and it's really funny this is a like sitcom it's really funny but it makes every episode is different it makes you think about something else uh tackles a lot of philosophy they go through a lot of uh ethics classes yeah and yeah it, i would recommend it it's because there's a lot of twists and turns too so it's got a lot of sci-fi it's got a lot of comedy it's got a lot of philosophy drama and it's good all right I recommend it to anyone. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Maybe I'll have to check it out. What do you have for us? Uh, I let's see. What did I write down? I wrote down a series called Archer. For perhaps yes. you're familiar. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is a it's a fairly current series. It came out I what a few years ago. Uh, I want to say it, like ten years ago. Is it yeah. wow? Is it really ten years? Yeah, Holy aren't they on season like eight or nine or ten? Yeah, so eight, I nine, I would say that it is definitely like a modern show that has kind of the this um, adult kind of cartoon, but right. with adult humor kind of thing that is a very popular thing right now with Rick and Morty or yep. Bob's Burgers, which also has the same actor H. Yeah. Benjamin. Yep. But it is a good kind of way into kind of modern uh, comedy and modern animation. Yeah, definitely. And it is about a kind of inept and overly confident uh, secret agent who works with a, you know, a, an agency, yeah. I should say. His name is Archer. And it is it has a lot of kind of uh, vibes of, you know, Futurama and whatnot, or Futurama The Simpsons, same kind of idea of comedy, or uh, Family Guy, uh, American Dad, etc. They did. There was another show on Adult Swim by the same people. Yeah. Um. Do you know? It's called like Foxy something. Foxy something. I gotta look this up now. But um, very similar. I swear there was like a person who wore a fox and uh rocket launcher. Crap. What do I Google for this? Yeah, I don't know. Adults. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm kind of grasping at straws right now because I haven't watched it in a while, but it is... Yeah, there's a lot of it. Def- there's definitely a lot of it, and it is something that is kind of on now, so if you wanted to kind of get into it, it'd be very easy to get into, and it is a very, you know, funny and enjoyable show, so... Yeah, don't... Lately, the seasons have been, like, themed, kind of? Have yeah, been, like, I've Archer noticed... in the Jungle like, or whatever. Nar- a noir yeah, kind of thing. They yeah, yeah. Like a vice city, kind yeah, of vice, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I like how kind of thing. with animation that kind of stuff is easy to tackle, and it's cool that they do like an entire season of it. Yeah, uh, it's similar to. Have you ever watched the or heard of Angie Tribeca? I've heard of it. I've never watched. It's a cop show, like a buddy cop show. It's produced by Steve Carell and mm-hmm. his wife Nancy Carell. And it's just really silly slapsticky. It's almost, I would say, it's close to a live, like, version of Archer, except yeah. just not secret agents. It's just like cops. Yeah, whatever. 
and Reno Nine One One, I feel like is another yeah. one that I could really recommend. Is that as a kind of comedy cop show yeah. that people could get into easily, and it's kind of you know ahead of its time at the time, even though it right, was I never watched fifteen it at the time. years old. Or I was probably my mom probably didn't let me watch it, but uh, I would like to yeah. rewatch it because there's a lot of actors, yeah, comedians people. now that I yeah. kind of broke out watch. or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. They even had a movie, didn't they? They did. Was it terrible? Or um, it's it's fine. It's Comedy Central movies usually are. they vary. <laughs> I, usually, I kind of look at SNL movies to be right. the kind of ones that are kind of like oof. Yeah, yeah uh, Night at the Roxbury and uh, Superstar, Superstar, Cone Heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of those movies. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Archer, I, I've watched that one on and off, but def- a lot of voices. Isn't the precinct or the agency run by his mother? Yes, uh, the agency's yeah. run by his mother. That one has, like, a car, um, similar to when I was talking about Metalocalypse a couple weeks ago. The uh, just celebrityism, kind of, like, arrogance that Archer kind of has, just being this guy who can do anything really yeah but he's also kind of an in exactly idiot yeah or... yeah they're just stupid but arrogant um, yeah yeah it, and it's got h sean benjamin who's also in bob's burgers who's in a lot of animated stuff also right. he's in dr cats and home movies and a lot of stuff and he had a show where you actually see him which i think bombed uh, H. Sean Benjamin has a van, which I never watched. Oh, yeah. Was that his sketch show? I think that's what it was. I it watched one episode. It was pretty terrible. Yeah. Frisky Dingo is the um, name. Have you ever heard of that? I vaguely remember that, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can uh, no, go back. Yeah, it had a lot of the same animation. Um, but it was before Archer. I feel like it was kind of their... They wanted to do Archer. Archer was maybe their... Passion, passion project, project sure. and Frisky didn't go with the launch for it. Here is a pig. No, that is not what I thought. Yeah, but the animation is really similar. My computer's going so slow because. Oh yeah, you're right. Even that main character looks the same. Is it the same? Is that Archer? Yeah, it looks like him. And Xander Cruz. But yeah, mystery solved. Yeah. That won't bother me for the rest of the day. And maybe it won't bother every, anyone else who is listening and yelling at their device. Because uh, I know I do that. Do you have a music that you would give? Music, CD, etc.? Uh, that one was another hard one for me. Yeah. Um, I went with, have you heard of Glass Animals? Probably mm, not. No, I don't think so. Not a lot of people have. They're... Uh, kind of this weird hippie band. Um, I need to... Do they have, like, a catalog? Like, a pretty diverse catalog, or...? No, they only have a few albums. They're new-ish. Um, it's very weird. If you've heard of Mike Snow, which Uh, is not a person, it's a band. Okay. Um, similar to that, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, lots of marimba. (laughs) Um bad one to pick i guess but uh i i just i don't even know if people would like them to be honest uh i think they they have a weirdly eclectic catalog they psychedelic pop indie rock trip hop indie electronic indie electronic that's what i would go with yeah yeah indie electronic that's kind of the stuff i listen to now 
Uh, Can you compare them to another band, maybe, that's kind of more well-known? More relevant. More uh, relevant. Beck. Beck, the, okay. Yeah. Uh, similar to Beck's earlier stuff, like Midnight Vultures album, um, kind of his trippier, more synthetic, quicker stuff. Now he's kind of more in the folky scene. Sure. He has been for, like, the past decade and a half, but... Uh, his early 90s stuff, uh, Two Turntables and Microphone, where it's at. Sure, that's song. that kind that's of era. Song. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Devil's Haircut, etc. Yes, um, they're similar to that. And yeah, I have two of their albums. I don't know if they have another one. but So I, if you're kind of into that kind of scene, something that you would recommend or maybe give someone if they kind of want to get it in that kind of genre. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think they are just kind of a calm listen to. They have upbeat songs, calm songs, uh, but a lot of good messages in their songs. Their second album, uh, what's the name of it? I'm doing, this was not a good pick. Well, oh, I do only have, they only have two albums. How to Be a Human Being. That's what I thought it was. Sounds like a little Wayne kind of, like but, one of his kind of thing. Well, each, um, I guess each it. track is a character, like a person. Okay. So it's kind of a concept album. And so it's cool to kind of figure out the the character and the personality of each person as you're listening to the song. Because you go to their website and it has like pictures of the people and whatever. Yeah, and I cool. think that, I don't know if they're making a music video for every song, but they did with a few of them so far and there's only 10 songs of the album i think hmm. but they they i would say right now they are my favorite band hmm. um what about you uh i said uh, mine was a probably larger kind of catch-all for a thing i said the best of or maybe the essentials cds but i specifically said bob dylan yeah because he's uh, you know it's it's bob dylan everyone i Pope knows Bob Dylan, you know, mm-hmm. a very well-known kind of singer-songwriter who has kind of delved into multiple genres within his own, within his career. You know, folk, he does a lot of political songs. Yeah. Uh, singer-songwritery, some are more kind of rocker, kind of inspired, or these kind of got uh, kind of slow-sweeping kind of stuff. But it's just, you know, if you're into that kind of genre of, you know, singer-songwriter, all those, and, you know, he does have kind of a uh, a voice that kind of not everyone loves. Yeah. Um, he, you know, <laughs> nobody feels yeah. any pain. Kind of, yeah, like um, a, a Bruce Springsteen kind of like droney kind of yeah, lingers on voice. Yeah. Like, uh, and especially since he's gotten older, I would say it's not nearly as good as it was yeah um but he's definitely the inspiration for i you know so many people oh, right, that have yeah. kind of been in the music business and i don't know just someone who i'd recommend and he's got a massive catalog so you could kind of jump in anywhere and find something completely different so. yeah i think uh while we were attending usm and i was looking through the class the course catalog i think there was a course on bob dylan, on bob dylan. <laughs> of course yeah, yeah. we i always went through media courses of course yeah <laughs> um, i feel like we all just said of course a bunch of times. yeah we did because yeah. it's a good pun right now yeah course catalog um yeah but uh yeah that's how influential he is but also i mean lil kim has a course in nyu i think really? that's I interesting. Believe so somewhere is it in dancing or is it like no it's like uh she teaches 
it's breaking down her lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know if she teaches it. That'd be funny. Yeah. I don't know if Bob Dylan taught our, the class in USM. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Probably would have heard of it. Probably would have filled out pretty quickly, uh, too. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, do you have a favorite Bob Dylan song? Uh, I kind of like the times they are changing because I I, I yeah. like um, kind of songs that have that kind of flowing sense to them. No, oh, kind yeah. of like dude. Like uh, another example I think of with that kind of uh, thing is Gordon Lightfoot's uh, "If You Could Read My Mind." I don't know if you're familiar no, with that song. No, no. you know that artist, Gordon Lightfoot. No, not no. off the top of my head. Fair Probably enough. have heard it. But... Yeah, he's another kind of oldies kind of singer songwriter like that. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it, I know you haven't seen Batman versus Superman. But Correct. Pretty sure times they are changing was in the opening credits for that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Watchmen? No. I'm pretty sure it was in the opening credits. Interesting. For that too, but both Zack Snyder movies. Yeah. yeah can't, can't imagine um, why. Uh, but I think it worked for, it might have been a different song for Batman vs. Superman. Another Bob Dylan song. (laughs) Yeah, um, but very similar. But, uh, in Watchmen, I think it worked very well, because that that movie came out ten years ago or something. But, yeah, it had a very, like, flowy storytelling sense to it, because it, like, it kind of was meant to recap, like, have you read the Watchmen comic? Sure, yes. There's, like old Watchmen and new Watchmen, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah it correct. recaps like the old Watchmen pretty much you know, okay. during that song and the movies about the new ones. With the comedian and the right, yeah. ghost guy that I can't remember. I can never remember. Oh, Dr. The... Manhattan? Or... No, there's they like... They not had a ghost guy. They had a guy who looked like um, one of the characters from Space Ghost. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I don't he think had like he a weird Nazi hood. No, they had Rorschach in the movie. Sure. Uh, Silk Spectre 1 and 2. Night, uh, Night, Night Owl. Owl. Uh, Ozymandias. Ozymandias, yep. Yep. And, yeah. They probably had some more, but I they know... They the comedian. They show the comedian probably briefly or in flashbacks. I think he died. Like, he right dies. In, oh, he did. Right okay. in the beginning, yeah. Yeah, because I know he Because he was, like, killed. assassinating a bunch of... He, like, assassinated JFK, maybe, in the flashback. Yeah. Part of the times they are changing, but you see all this, like, political stuff happening where the Watchmen are influencing it. Yeah. That's what Bob Dylan was singing about, you know. Sure, sure he was. <laughs> Watchmen secretly in yeah. singing about that boxer, the hurricane. That was a movie that came out. Uh, anyway, you have a book. I've seen it. I do. Yep. I spoiled this earlier, That's but fine. I didn't get into specifics. All right. So, season of giving. Everyone has to have this too. I actually have given this as a gift. I stole it from my son's room. Uh, this I am holding. This hefty big. Hardcover version of very your hefty and favorite Seuss thirteen best loved stories. Uh, it's a collection of Doctor Seuss stories, and I think everyone knows who Doctor Seuss is. Hopefully, this has a lot of good ones in it. Um, it's a good dense version. I like it. <laughs> it's just a nice book to look at. You know good how many he has? Book. Yeah, definitely a good coffee table book. How many does he have total? Because I can only... Oh, geez, I have no idea. Maybe okay. it says in here. Because uh, when I think of him, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's got a bunch. But I'm like, does he have more than 13? I don't know. Do you have a favorite Dr. Seuss story? Oh, God. Uh, does he do... Uh, I remember liking the Lorax as a kid. Oh, that, yeah, that's, this, that's in here. Yep. That's a good one. I didn't have that one written down. But that's... Have you seen the movie? No. Don't. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> 
but yeah, Lorak's great, and also like. Yeah, I think Born all his... Years of who. Yeah, I mean, these children's books that are very accessible to kids, sure. and they all have a really good message in them. Um, the specific one that I had saved here is The Sneetches. Okay. Have you ever heard The Sneetches? I probably have. I don't remember. I don't... I didn't remember it too much. I had a lot of um, VHSs that had, like... They sure. told the Dr. Seuss stories, and they just had, like... Pictures or whatever. Yeah, and they kind of moved, um, kind of like a... Emotion comic. Yeah, seen that. I vaguely remember this was some the of those OG stuff. motion comics. Doctor sure. Seuss VHS. They're probably sitting over in that corner. Actually, yeah. um, I don't remember a Sneetches one though. I only remember my son was super obsessed with this one. And if you haven't heard the Sneetches, it's all about these yellow animals or creatures. And some have stars on their bellies and some don't. And the ones who have stars on their bellies all think they're better and you know, have Frankfurter roasts together on the beach. And then one day this dude, this peddler comes by and he invents this machine, he sells them this machine that can put stars on your belly. And then, so everyone's like, oh, everyone's the same. That sucks. Everyone's equal. So then they end up, the like salesman guy's like, well, I got this other machine that's going to take the stars right off your belly. And then you guys will be better. Because you're spending money, so they're all, this is all just, up. it's about racism, classism, capitalism. Just like, well, they keep, they're going, look at this, this isn't, and it's it probably an infinity symbol too. of them, like, oh yeah, it rhymes a lot. All of it rhymes. And uh, they're going in and out of this machine, giving Sylvester McMoney, G. McBean all their money. Give just a favorite so they can story. be better. Um, hold on, I want to read this ending of the Sneetches, though. Alright, here we go. And he laughed as he drove in his car up the beach. They will never learn. No, you can't teach a sneech. But McBean was quite wrong. I'm quite happy to say that the sneeches got really quite smart on that day. The day they decided that sneeches are sneeches. And no kind of sneech is the best on the beaches. That day all the sneeches forgot about stars. And whether they had one or not upon thars. And I, my kid's obsessed with this. And I thought it was just a really good one. That's probably, out of all the messages, my favorite one in here. This book also has, like, um, I'll show you before and after each story. There's, like, essays and breakdowns of all this Dr. Seuss stuff. Oh, and all, all the is, illustrations. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of his old, like, weird political cartoons in here. Sure. And there's even, like, this uh, Yertle the Turtle one that was actually started as a World War II political cartoon. Interesting. Yertle the Turtle is probably my favorite, I would say. I remember the VHS. Yeah. Narrated by John Lithgow. Yeah. Um, but And I'm sure everyone knows the Grinch, how this Grinch still Oh yeah, that one's in here too. That's sure. That one's coming up. Gonna watch that. Um, one of my favorite things to do, Pandora has the Grinch, like the entire... Just the entire recording of it. Sure. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, like, sometimes we're listening to Pandora Christmas music, and it just pops up, and nice. the entire Grinch plays, and we're like, all right, we're listening to this. But I would say Yertle the Turtle or uh, Green Eggs and Ham is also a good one. That Do you know how Green Eggs and Ham was started? No. Someone bet uh, Dr. Seuss that he could only... That he couldn't write a book with only 50 different words in it. Oh. So he wrote Green Eggs and Ham, which only has 50 different words in oh, it. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. 
And Have you ever seen the uh, Johnny Bravo version of uh, Green Eggs and Ham? No. Do you remember Johnny Bravo? Oh yeah, that was uh, sure. Seth MacFarlane. It's um, Johnny Bravo. It isn't Green Eggs and Ham. It's um, it's about um, him buying uh, Girl Scout cookies from that little girl Susie. I think her name is in the show. And it's yeah. And it's him just. And it's basically doing Green Eggs and Ham, but with that kind of thing. And him being kind of weird around women. Yeah, but like everyone. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but Dr. Seuss, I think, in this book specifically, this 13-story Dr. Seuss collection, my first book I could read was The Foot Book. That's not in here, though. But, I mean, that's also... Well, yeah. It's just a foot-rhyming book. My mom says I memorized it, but I don't know. It's pretty easy to read. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? You got a... Uh... Uh, book you would give mine was kind of similar basically it was influenced by yours uh which is fine but it's the same kind of thing as they have now is the complete far side which is something that i i always loved as a kid and you know growing up it's something along the same lines where it is a lot of times you see them as like calendars or you can kind of get the small collections where you get a gary larson's kind of drawings and little kind of comic sketches (laughs) And sometimes they're kind of uh, very visual-based. Like, I remember one of my favorites was, um, it was like, School for Gifted Children, <laughs> and a kid is pushing on the pull door. Yeah, yeah, we had that hanging up in my, um, I was in an advanced reading class in, like, fifth grade, and yeah. that was posted in our room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved, uh, I had the Farside Day calendar. Yeah. So, like, every day, I would get a new Farside comic, and a lot of them were just, like, visual, one-panel note words. Yeah, or so. some of them were kind of like kind of one-liner jokes, or some of yeah. them were just like there was the devil was in a lot of them. I remember. Yeah, or cows. A lot or, of cows. A lot one of, of cows. my uh, favorite ones was there's like two cows and they're standing outside the Chicago fires happening, and one cow is saying to the other, "Oh, it looks like Agent Three Forty Seven has carried out its job." Yeah, I don't know, like. If anyone heard the myth that the Chicago fire was starting by a cow tipping over like a lantern or something, oh. so yeah, that, yeah, I didn't know that. I that, probably never understood yeah, that. I learned that. I I just liked it. I was like, ah, oh, that silly cows are destroying Talking. the world. But then my teacher, because he, my teacher was the one who actually had the far side calendar, and then sure. I was like, I'm gonna get those, and like the students would fight over who would flip it over during the day. Yeah. But uh, that was, he explained to me that. So I, I learned from Gary Larson. He yeah. was a teacher, too. And they, um, they, you know, the far side, they've got, like, a complete collection now. Really? I, yeah. I'd be interested I, in and that. I, it's, it's expensive, but I'm still, like, man, I used to have, I think, three of the novels. Yeah. Three of the books that just has a collection of them. But they didn't have, like, everything in, like, all of them. Well, so now it's the just season like... of giving is coming up. Hint, hint. Sure. Uh, I probably just popped the mic. Probably. On. probably just, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but oh, all... yeah, you can see that spike. Jeez. Yeah. Yucky. You can... Sorry, guys. I'll fix it. You can probably... There's another one of Calvin and Hobbes. They have a complete Calvin and Hobbes now. And yes. they've got like... That one's a... I've seen that one. It's a big box. It's massive. Yeah, yeah it's massive. So it's the uh, far side one. They also have one of like... 20 years of charlie brown wow yeah and they've got multiple volumes of it and they're all kind of like good you know uh coffee table books once again and just books to kind of flip through if you're kind of bored or whatever and good to give us gifts for that kind of deal 
Yeah, I um, I was I was glad you mentioned Calvin and Hobbes because I was going to do. I have a bunch of Calvin and Hobbes sure. books upstairs. Oh, and, growing up. Yeah, and I tried to introduce my son to them, and as I'm reading them, I'm like, these are. The humor in this is probably flying way over his head, but he still loves to read them, and he goes through them all the time. But sure. I remember sitting, I would go to the library after school and wait for my parents to pick me up, and I would just read Calvin Hobbes books all the time. Sure. I think it's it's an all-ages, one of those all-ages things, definitely. Even if the humor doesn't hit everyone. The, I mean, it's about a tiger with a, an imaginary tiger. Kids are into that. Yeah. <laughs> I was into it. Uh, do you have a game? This one, I feel like it's tough, too. I, this was actually the easiest one really? for me. Okay. This is definitely a catch-all. Everyone's going to be like, I love this when I say it. Sure. Because does anyone want to get together and play a round of Mario Kart? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. what? no matter what version it is, it's, well, nah, I, I... I haven't played the Super Nintendo version very That much. one, you, you could do it in two players. That yeah, would be yeah. very hard to play. But, uh, people. but yeah, yeah, it's always a good party game. Unlike Mario Party, that's a bad party game. No, you'll people... ruin a family with yeah. Mario Party. Yeah, that's... Uh... You'll come to blows over Mario Party. Exactly, yeah. but if you want everyone to have a good par- time, you sit back, you play Mario Party, because everyone's having fun, unless you're getting pummeled with, like, red Sh- shells. Shells over... Shells on shells. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're... That game is nicely balanced, so if you're so bad and you're so in behind that you get, like, the good items that make you catch, catch up, so... Yeah. Yeah, bullet bills or blue shells or whatever. Right, for like casual gamers or not even gamers at all, I think it's a really good. Yeah, there's essentially two buttons basically. Yeah, yeah. Controls. I love everyone hates the motion controls. I love the motion (laughs) controls. I have like the Wii wheels that you put your uh, Wii remote in. I just lean into it and I get into it because, I mean, if I'm gonna be on the Rainbow Road, I need to feel the Rainbow Road. Sure, but. That's a bad example, because Rainbow Road is the worst. Did you know there's actually a real Rainbow Road? No. Probably a couple of them. I work in shipping, and I yeah. ship two addresses on Rainbow Road sometimes. No, well, I mean, I'm sure there's a road called Rainbow Road somewhere. Yeah, it's nuts. I hope it... I mean, I hope people are driving safe there and watching the edges, because it's pretty easy to fall off. Yeah. But what, do you have a favorite Mario Kart? Oh, uh, I mean, I... I played a lot of the Super Nintendo one, but probably the one I played the most of was N64 one right. because I I used to love the highway, the uh, uh, oh yeah the Toad's one with highway. the Toad's yeah. highway and the snow level with the massive snowman yeah because yeah, there was the, they had the minefield basically if you ran into the snowman yeah yeah I like uh, I like I always like the highway there's a lot of good highway levels and the reverse Mirror. ones were cool oh yeah mirror mode yeah I um. Which I think some of them became impossible to do if you did it because of the jumps that oh, yeah, were set right? up. Yeah, I don't know how you get. Oh, is mirror? I don't know if. Do you... was there a backwards mode in N64? I didn't play 64 Mario Kart too much. Yeah, there was one that if you beat everything, they gave you a mirror mode. So some of the jumps that were supposedly when you're going forward, they are like, like just there. So oh, they're basically, okay. like, there's nothing under there. So you would just basically come yeah, to a... That's not good thought process. No, it was weird the way I think they in the later mirror modes, it's not... You don't go the track backwards. They flip it, like, left to right. Oh, this one was backwards. That's it was weird. Like, when you did Toad's Highway, they were coming at you. Oh, nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Or they're coming from behind you or something like that. I can't remember which way they came. 
but yeah. it was like scarier. <laughs> yeah, I think eight is probably my most played. I had that for the Wii U. No one had the Wii U. Sure. And then it came out for Switch, but I didn't get it for Switch. I'm sure they'll have another one for Switch. Yeah, I hope they have a a new new one because I already paid for all the DLC for the Wii U one. I'm not gonna pay sixty bucks to get the same version. But uh, yeah, man, uh, do you have a a main racer? Since you played, there's so many characters now. If you haven't played since the early ones, I think I used the heavy characters. Like when I was um, N64, I think I used. I don't know if Bowser was the character. I think he was. That was probably, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I used I used the heavy characters in the earlier one. They're like Donkey Kong in the very yeah. early one. Now I use Shy Guy a lot because I feel like that's he's cool. I'm cool with him. Yeah. <laughs> Not because he's a great racer, but I just like him. <laughs> I used uh, Toad on a bike a lot. Yeah. And then I, I changed, and I, I'm heavier characters. I use either Metal Mario or Rosalina. Yeah. If you... Rosalina, the princess to the stars. Sure. She's a heavy character. But, uh, yeah, I like using bikes in the new one. I like Mario Kart 8 because you can go on the walls and upside yeah. down. It's pretty cool. But, yeah. Diddy Kong have... Racing was something that was right? kind of like a fun. Everyone's for like racing. shouting for them to do Diddy Kong Racing again. They should. It was because yeah. it had like an adventure mode too. And yeah. That's pretty cool. And they, they had, had like, like the hovercrafts. Yeah. And the planes. Yeah. Yeah, Mario Kart doesn't have, they have like gliders in play in Mario Kart, but yeah. not planes yet. Uh another I, there was rumored I don't know if they're actually working on it or not, but like for E three it was rumored that there was gonna be a Star Fox racing game. Sure. I could Which see would that. be pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah. I would like yeah, because that game is all going forward anyway. At yeah. least the old ones. I was just playing at Star Fox 64 the other day on the snow day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, except for, like, the big, like, battles or, like, the... Right, uh, all range road. Team yeah. Wolf yeah. battles or whatever. Yeah, I I got pretty far. Further than I used to get I, on one shot. I think I beat... Because there's two bosses to Star Fox 64. There's Robot Andross, and then there's the Brain Andross. And I yeah. don't... I think I beat Brain Andross once. Yeah. It, it was really hard. But I almost got to him. It, it was harder to get to him than... Well, he was probably hard to beat, too. But it was hard to get to him, I feel like. Yeah, you have to fight Star Wolf right before him. Yeah, and you have to, stuff. like, make sure you're branching, like... To the map. left side. Yeah, and I got that. I actually... That used to be really hard for me, but I got it the other day because there's like the train level where you have to switch all the switches and then you can't beat the boss because it switches the track and it just blows up the boss automatically. First try the other day, boom. I used to like really be a grind for me to try to get that before, but Landmaster levels suck. But yeah, uh, Mario Kart, yeah, racing games um, are always good. I don't like... You know, uh, like, modern ones, though, I'm guessing. Like, Forza and stuff. Forza. Like, I think I played Forza once at, uh, like, one of those video game places. It's, like, so... It's a, I get why people like it. It's, like, a realistic kind of experience. Right. It's just, like... It's not for everyone. No, I'm, like, trying to whip around to do turns, and it's, like, giving me this, like, race line. I should be following. No way, no. Yeah. And I can't get my car to turn at all and do anything I want it to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more for the arcade race games. They have Mario... Have you ever... There's a new arcade at the mall. Uh, oh, upstairs, yeah. Yeah, round, round one. one. Yeah. yeah. I went up there. It's massive. Yeah, I've been there once, and it's... Yeah, there's... They squeeze so much into there. Have you seen the, the Mario Kart, like, racing consoles? I... 
probably did, but I don't remember it. Yeah, they're like those like racing games where you just sit in the seat and you have the steering wheel and the mm-hmm. gas pedal, but it's Mario Kart. Yeah, and I want to. Cool. I gotta try that. And there's like four of them you can play. I people. yeah. I went in there and I was just like, holy crap. I yeah. mean, the space was big. I knew that. But right. I guess I just never realized how big. Like, they've got a bowling alley right, in there. Right, yeah. Karaoke in the bar. Yeah. They've got DDR. They've got, yeah, like, they have those... like, the whole corner of, like, Japanese, like, rhythm Yeah, they games. have it set up yeah. like their Japanese ones where you sit across from each other and you can't see each other when you're fighting each other. Oh, I've never seen... I didn't... A lot of those games, I didn't know what they were when I was, like, yeah. looking. I'm like, jeez, there's, the... like, DJ ones and there's... Like, drumming ones there was one they've got ones that are kind of like they're basically kind of like fighting games like dead or alive or whatever but you kind of like sit in front of it and then there's like basically like three next to you and then there's the same game across from you also but it's you know they're facing you but you don't see them so you might be facing the computer but if somebody starts to just play you Oh, okay. playing them, but you have no idea who it oh, is. Anonymous. Then you get up, and if you lose, then you just give them the eye. They're just <laughs> like some little kid that's 10 years old or whatever. Um, yeah, that's... I Yeah, I haven't played that. I What did I play when I went there? Uh, this fishing game. Sure. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Cool. There was a Mario and Sonic at the Olympics game, but it looked like you had to actually like throw stuff. I didn't want to do it. Oh. Do you have a game? Uh, yeah, like I said, I had a tougher time with this. Uh, I said Assassin's Creed 2, which I've probably mentioned this game on this podcast before. But it's one that, uh, it I love that series. And it's kind of a, I, I said 2 because it's better than the first one. And if you want to go and play 1, it is, it's there. But it is just, uh, it is one of the launch titles for the PS3. So it's okay. just like, it yeah. It just, it didn't age well, basically. Uh, compared to what is out now, and this is an old game too. Like, if you compare this to the games out now, it is completely different. This is, it's a much smaller game. Uh, the style in which you play the game is different. Uh, you know, now it is kind of this, uh, if you're familiar with... Um, Borderlands, where if you hit someone, numbers kind of fly out of their head, so it's based on this kind of damage system. You're not just, like, killing people in one hit or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I only played the first one. Yeah. And that one, you could kind of jump down on people, you know, if you're familiar with the Assassin's Creed brand. You jump down on people, and they're dead. That's it. Uh, Yeah, you walk up and... Yeah. For people that don't know the game, it's about this... uh, I don't know how much I should get into this. This guy named Desmond who's working, I think, at Starbucks. And then he kind of gets recruited to this uh, experimental thing with this company called Abstergo. And he kind of delves into his own ancestry. He's able to kind of, like, control his ancestor and see his memories. And he's related to several, like, famous assassins from history. And how they have this long war against the Templars in history and how the each of them are kind of still fighting for power in the modern day and trying yeah. to find you know these very powerful relics yeah, like it's the like apple of eden and whatnot secret guild yeah 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 and basically what you do is you go around as the ancestor and kind of kill you know people that were in power in, in the opposition so yeah right instead of uh like dying you like 
lose sync with the yeah, memories. Yeah, you desynchronize, yeah. Right. Like, this isn't how it happened, so, yeah. like, the your virtual, like, your links to the, yeah, the memories you, get all messed up. And, yeah, if you kill, like, a civilian, it's just like, hey, this person didn't do this. Does the second one have a lot of, like, I liked the first one a lot, but it had just a lot of the samey grinding stuff, like, okay, I need to go to... I need to climb all these points to unlock the map, and then I'll find all these. I gotta pickpocket this guy, or I can like. There's not help really pickpocketing. They, they took out pickpocketing. Good, because that sucked. Yeah, <laughs> they took out pickpocketing. You still have to do tailing missions. Yeah, which that, are just kind of like I get that. Yeah, you still have to do protecting missions, or like kind of you know, right ones where you like lead somebody somewhere. They still have kind of the map thing where it's uncovered and you have to go up and do the uh, the eagle's nest or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm fine with that because the climbing mechanic was really cool. Yeah. So you could climb anything. And they've still got a similar kind of battle kind of system. Uh, it's with a different ancestor along the line. It's in um, ancient Italy. And this guy named right. Ezio Auditore. <laughs> Does uh, this one have boats? No. The boats came along in three first they're in three and then they're in four which they're the most prevalent was three the uh three is the america yeah it's the american revolution yeah which is uh they say that they're kind of inspired by history that's the one where it goes off the rails the most um (laughs) i think first although in the second one you're friends with uh leonardo da vinci and he kind of makes the assassins he makes your inventions he makes your your, cue yeah so he makes your, like, blade, I think. That's what I kind of liked about the first one. I was like, ah, oh, I'm learning history. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I'm learning names, pretty much. No. Yeah, in... Yeah, so in two, you're friends with Leonardo da Vinci, and you meet some other people. Like, you meet, uh... Oh, what, who is it? Uh, Nikolai... Not Tesla. Oh, crap. Uh, the guy who wrote The Prince, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, uh... Vol, uh, yeah, I know. you know what I mean. Yeah, okay. I, know. I know what you're referencing. Machiavelli, there we go. Haha, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you meet him. And the third one, you're like uh, George Washington's like right-hand man instead of like John <laughs> Adams being there. And you're kind of like carrying out assassinations on his like on the like British forts for him. What if this is real though and it's uh, yeah. Yeah. The powers have actually rewritten history. In five, which is also called Syndicate, uh, they you're friends with Karl Marx, you're friends with the Queen, you're friends with Charles Dickens, and uh somebody else famous, and you've got like They've got, like, famous weapons from history, like Charles Dickens' cane sword, <laughs> and it's, like, such oh, a weird man. thing. Uh, yeah. Do you get fight Jack the Ripper? Jack the Ripper's in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> they have a DLC with Jack the Ripper. <laughs> oh, anything to monetize the uh, serial killer who yeah. tortured yeah. and killed a lot of people. Yeah, and he's um, got, like, Jack Ripper, Jack the Ripper fear bombs and stuff like this. <laughs> He's basically like... He's like the, a Batman villain? Yeah, he's like the Scarecrow, basically. <laughs> oh my god. He, he's got like a weird paper bag mask This thing. really is how history happens. Yeah, I'm sure it is. This game was made by the Templars to expose <laughs> the corruption. Um, 
Which one's the pirate one? That's four. It's also called Black Flag. Right, yeah. I mean, a lot of people like that one. I yeah. like pirates. And uh, Sea of Thieves apparently isn't very good, so... Yeah, from what I've heard, it's kind of dead already. Yeah, there was not much. Yeah, I saw... I've also like, heard they're making another one. Really? Yeah. I remember it came out, and there was a bunch of, like, Let's Plays of it, but then they quickly stopped, because there's not a lot to do, I guess. Yeah, There's basically. only, like, three different missions, basically. Pretty much. So maybe Black Flag is the better choice. Yeah, Black Flag. They also had uh, this game called Assassin's Creed Rogue, which is another uh, boat one, but you're playing as a Templar instead of an assassin. Oh, cool. This guy named Shit. Does it have, like, different combat mechanics? Uh, it's pretty much the same. You kind of have different kind of weapon set, but yeah. it's kind of the same kind of, like, you know, parry counter thing gotcha. that it has in the early ones. In the newer one, uh, in Odyssey and Origins, which are the newest games right, of that series, ask if you played those. They, the setting is completely different. The Origins, they do an ancient... Egypt and Odyssey they do in ancient uh, Greece mm-hmm. um, yeah and it's kind of a more kind of the combat is definitely way more technical it is you have to really like try hard to beat somebody yeah huh. yeah have they also played I, I I remember when Odyssey came out and I was like that they already had Super Mario Odyssey um, yeah but, uh, are those ones any good? Yeah, I've beaten both of them so far, uh, I, even though Odyssey just came out, because I, yeah. I love those games. And, uh, yeah, they've kind of completely... I, I don't know if they've completely done it, but they've pretty much abandoned, uh, you know, the historical fiction. They've just kind of gone for fiction. Yeah. Uh, which is fine, because it's, you know, they kind of set it in a time that is kind of predates a lot of the information that we have but some of it's just like well well they probably didn't have this thing that was in the sphinx's butt that you kind of like go into and release like a secret map to the world or whatever yes it's a lot less limiting when you go yeah is there any like uh mystical or fantastical elements yeah they have i fought a i know there's a medusa in it (laughs) There, yeah, we're I, gone with this trick. I yeah, I fought a cyclops. He was like a giant. Uh, I had to is it, answer. Is it like uh, Prince of Persia, the Origins one? Maybe similar to it. Yeah, uh, I also had to answer the Sphinx's or not the the you know the riddle of the Sphinx or whatever it yeah. was. And I had to answer. That's a bunch in Super of Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, so there was a lot of that kind of stuff, where it's just like a lot of, they add a lot of different kind of fantastic elements, which is fine, because it's just like, it's a game. Right, you, you know, evolve a series, so, yeah, and, and you gotta add new stuff. Sure. As long as they're not claiming it's a, uh, whatever. Uh, it's real. Yeah, it's, what did Zack Snyder said, like, 300 was... <laughs> was a realistic depiction of oh yes. yeah you actually uh you do the battle of 300 in odyssey really and you play as leonidas oh man yeah. i wonder if Zack snyder's mad about that um but give a crap <laughs> Zack snyder yeah right uh, he yeah i think he said like uh 300 was 30 percent historical accurate or it might have even mm. been bigger than that but uh, i mean the battle think, happened, so right, yeah, I mean, the, it could be. But what did it happen with, uh, like... Did it happen with slow motion, then and, fast, yeah. fast motion? 
and then um, back to slow motion again. I, I I would watch that movie again, but I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch not the worth sequel? the references? No. Yeah. I watched the third Rise one. Rise of or an the Empire. First one. Yeah, reluctantly. Yeah. I saw it in the theater. What'd you think of it? It was okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's well made, definitely. Like uh, the cinematography, it you know because it came from the comic book, it does follow the comic book like really accurately. Did you read the comic too? Um, I've seen it. I don't think I read the whole thing, mm-hmm. but it's by Frank Miller, so it's right. just kind of you know what to expect from it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, I I was never really into just like flashy hyper violence, so I mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of the movie. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. you know, it's just like a dumb kind of like action movie, basically. Yeah, With and some... that was before I even knew who Zack Snyder was. Yeah, so. was that his first big I thing? I probably think so. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And everyone knows that this is Sparta, and he kicks the yes. guy to the pit. Yeah, that's what, in the game. Also, you've got a Spartan kick, and it like kicks people like forty <laughs> feet. Oh man, inspired by yeah, inspired by the game. The and movie it's like, inspired by the. It's like a skill you get, comic. and it's like this is a legendary kick, and I'm like, is it though? <laughs> it's uh, legendary from the movie. Yeah, yeah, that legend. That yeah, fifteen legend of Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't inflate his ego anymore. I hope you don't listen, Zack Snyder. We don't want you here. Actually, yeah, I'd no, love to have, have him on the podcast. You know, <laughs> I'd like to be like, what? What are you doing? Okay, yeah, we want you here, Zack Snyder. This is a challenge, and we issue this to you right now. In our season of giving, we issue we, you this challenge, Zack Snyder. We issue challenge. Come to this Maine podcast. in this 11-degree weather. Yeah, oh, man, what a cold Thanksgiving it is today. Yeah. Uh, did you want to move on to our next thing? Yeah, we're going to start a new segment, kind of. We yeah. don't have a name for it, really. I suggested but... Anna Maybe. Oh, Anna Maybe? Okay. Where we focus on, may not stick, but who knows. Uh, yeah, oh, so, yes, uh, I've got some homework. I had homework since the last episode. I don't know, I don't think we did it on episode, but um, I was supposed to watch three episodes of Death Note, the... The anime. The anime, right? Not the movie. Not the... I didn't yeah. watch the movie. You're aware the of the movie? Yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. And I would. I want to see it. I heard it's terrible, but yeah. I want to finish the show first. Sure. Um, but yeah, I was supposed to watch three episodes. I'm an overachiever and I watched ten. What can I say? Um, Did you watch ten because of your opinion of it? Yes. And what uh, was your opinion of it? Um, I I, it's obvious. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, it's engaging, and I think it has a lot of good questions. Um, it's slow-moving at times, sure. I find. There's episodes where there's just people walking on the sidewalk, and that's the entire episode. It's just a conversation of them walking on the sidewalk. Sure. But it still is engaging, like, what they're trying to do. Um I guess we should sum it up. Yeah, what for, is your... Uh, what could you... For people that don't know, what is this show about? Uh, so, so far, what I've seen it's about is there's this thing called the Death Note, and it's this book um, from these... The Gods of Death, the Shinigami. Shinigami. Yeah. Shinigami uh, I watched the sub the dub version, Fair not enough. the sub version, because I, yeah, I, I was sleepy when I watched it sometimes, and I fell asleep during one episode. But only one... Um, but uh, it's so the Shimigami gods of death have a death note, and whatever human they they can write 
a name in, and then they die, and uh, they die of a heart attack within what, like forty seconds, I think. Something like that. And um, there's like all these rules. Yeah, and this one Shimigami Ryuk drops it in the human world on purpose because he's just bored, and he gives his death so a human will pick it up, and this like over this uh, really high honors student picks it up. And uh, it has all the rules, yeah. And he starts killing people, and he has this, like, major god complex where he's just going to kill criminals in it. And so the first episode's pretty much kind of summing up what the Death Note does and this kid finding it. And then in episode two, it kind of takes this turn where he starts getting investigated by this, like, really, really reclusive detective... And that's where I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is going in this direction now. I kind of wanted to see the God Complex direction at first with this kid named Light, which I find... His name's Light, right? Like yeah, Light. Light. I find it, yeah, obviously weird imagery. Or... Yeah, it's very kind of like, uh, I, we get it, yeah. Like, right, yeah, yeah. He thinks you're... he's doing the world so much good by just, like, writing all... He just sits there all night and writes all these criminals' names in the death note, and they just start wiping out but then the police are like all these people are just dying of heart attacks all of a sudden so they start investigating him and they hire this really uh, crazy good reclusive detective who no one knows his identity named L and he starts going after Light and uh, well he goes after the killer and he doesn't know it's Light yes spoilers I just got to the part where L introduces himself to Light like he's kind of quote-unquote undercover as another student, but he just comes out and tells Light, hey, I'm L, because he thinks he has suspicion of Light. Yeah. That's He's like, not 100% true. Right, he actually says it's a less than 5% chance that uh, Light is Kira, who they refer to Kira as the killer. Which is means killer, or it's like close to the word killer yeah. in English, I guess. That's okay. why they say kill, Kira. Yeah, and so, because, like, a lot of people online, like, worship him as kind of like, oh, this, this guy's God, doing some good, yeah. but the, all the police are like, well, this guy's just killing people. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, this kid thinks he's the best, and he's, but he he starts off just killing criminals, and now he gets, he starts killing people who are in his way. Yeah, that's where it kind of takes the turn of right. just trying to be like, this is my mission, I need to do it and kill everyone in the Right, and it happens fairly early, like within like the five episodes where somebody starts killing detectives and killing their like fiancés and like all this stuff. Was that? Are you thinking of the one with the woman in the hanging? Is that? that yeah, one? yeah, that one's dark. Yeah, I fell. <laughs> that was the one I fell asleep during. Um, he, so this like one detective's investigating him, and like, uh, light starts. He can like. I think it's. There's all these cool mechanics to the Death Note. It's like, you can write the cause of death within six minutes, and it'll happen this way. So he, like, kind of experiments with it. What can I make these people do? How can I make them die? And he can, like, do these grand, like, orchestrations of death. Yeah. Um, Did you do the one on the train? Yeah. yeah, the one where there's this point on the train where he kind of, he tricks someone else into using the Death Note. Yeah. Or he doesn't he kind of command them to die by saying like getting shot or something like that, and so basically he is shot by someone, 
but it isn't like isn't that what I can't remember mm. honestly. I don't know if I remember that one. The I, one the major ones are there's the one on the bus. Yeah. Where he, he, there's like this junkie that gets up the bus and hijacks it while uh, Light and this detective are on the bus. And he tricks the hijacker into grabbing a piece of the Death Note. Yeah. And whenever you touch a piece of the Death Note, then you can see the God of Death, uh, Ryuk. Yeah. And he sees Ryuk, and he freaks out, and he gets off the bus and gets hit by a car. Yeah. And that's, like, one of his first, Light's first orchestrations of, like, okay, I can make a lot of this happen piece by piece if I can physically, because he needs to be able to physically get the people there. Yeah. Like, if it's impossible for the situation he describes to write... For death, um, it, they'll just die of the heart attack. Uh, and the the train one I saw was... Um, he kind of, like, sees them out, right? Yeah, he gets the detective to get on the train, and he gives the detective a list of all the FBI agents and pictures of all the FBI agents on the team yeah. following him. And he, Light's, like, talking to him in an earpiece, and he goes, now write those names on this paper right here yeah and by writing those names on the paper the he kills them all yeah the guy inadvertently kills them all and then i don't know how he ends up killing himself though I, yeah maybe he just writes his own name on it i don't remember that part i i remember like so there was something like him writing down like i want him to die from getting stabbed or there's something mm-hmm. in the i maybe it's later on i thought it was the train and then the detectives kind of see him looking at light in the train and kind of like identifying that right. he's standing there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they Or at least a killer is standing there. Right. Or right. A killer. Yeah, it's um I like it a lot so far. I so far like I see the God complex themes and the he's... I I would really like to see a theme addressing like the finality of death. Maybe yeah. they will tackle that at some point because I'm like ten out of forty I'm episodes kind of thinking, in, like... but they don't really talk about that at all, and I think it's a really like it's right there to talk about because um, he even gets uh, Ryuk offers light this like his eyes and yeah, you can offer the owner of the Death Note, the gods of death can offer their eyes and their eyes can see everyone's name, right? yeah, and how much time, time they, they have, have left before right? their death. But, but Light has to give up half his lifespan, yeah. his remaining lifespan, and he doesn't know what that is. Yeah. Have you met, like, a romantic interest in the series yet? Not yet. Okay. No. So there's a girl that kind of alters the way that's, that works. Okay. And then she kind of uh, gets in there and, like, it's weird. And it just kind of goes, like, Light, even though he's doing this kind of, you know, uh, godly thing and playing god and doing like something that he sees as kind of morally correct where he's like punishing criminals he turns out to be super like sadistic yeah and, like you know with the the lady detective that he makes hang herself and yeah. whatnot yeah he uh yeah and that that whole episode is just him like it's 20 minutes of him like trying to trick her and trying to yeah, and then he tells her right before he kills her. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, and he's, like, laughing as he's, like, he's trying to get her to stop and come back, but she won't because she has to go kill herself. Yeah. And it's, and he's just, like, smirking about it. It's, yeah. It's very, I was, it's that, dark. Yeah, I'm, that was the episode I kept dozing off, and I yeah. would like to rewatch that one. Okay, but, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to finish this. 
because like I said, I'm already watching the movie. I'm, I know it's super whitewashed. And yeah. Probably, I don't know how you can sum up 40 episodes of this into one An hour, thing. an yeah. hour and a half or whatever. But Willem Dafoe I, as Ryu sounds pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I could I could see him, his voice as that. Yeah. But, yeah, I give it a Anna yes. <laughs> well, sure, okay. Uh, I also had a game, which I wish I had done more research on this, but it's something that I just figured I'd try. This is for, this isn't for future episodes that I'm recommending or anything, but this is just like a short kind of game to be like, anime is weird, basically. <laughs> um, I've written down three different anime, and one of them is fake. Basically. Okay. Uh, And I'm going to give you a brief synopsis uh, of what they are, and I want you to tell me which one is fake. Okay. Okay, Okay, this is an anime about a girl who grows out of a man's right hand. That's A. Alright. Let me write these down. Okay. Girl out of man's hand. Yep. Alrighty. That's A. B is... An anime about a teacher who repeatedly tries to kill himself. Okay. And C is a about a uh, talking dog who becomes a principal of a school. Hmm. All right. Any guesses? Well, I'm gonna narrow this down. I believe the talking dog one is true, just because I've seen. My Hero Academia and the like headmaster of that school is like, yeah, a little teddy, yeah, rat thing, little cute rat thing. So, I think that's totally possible. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm looking at a girl that grows out of a man's hand. Is it left or right? Right, right, okay, and a suicidal teacher. I am the suicidal teacher, man. I could definitely see that they have that woods in Japan that Logan Paul made fun of. Um, but with the specific, and the girl out of a right hand, knowing the detail that's out of a right hand, that's awfully specific to be fake. So I'm going to say the suicidal teacher is the fake one. All right. So I'm going to tell you the answer now. Uh, you made a mistake. <sighs> the first thing you did was narrow out the talking dog principle oh, <laughs> immediately that's the one i made up no i yeah i was like right as soon as you said it, i was like well there is a show where there is a like teddy bear rat thing yeah honestly i totally forgot about my hero and i was just like this sounds like a real thing yep that's the only one that's and what i've been watching I guess lately it is. So. yeah uh but yeah midori days is i wish i had pulled this up uh CJ Sawamura is the toughest student in his high school. His grades aren't very good because he fights more than he studies. But he tends to protect the weaker students from him, from bullies. Uh, and yeah, Midori Days is about a girl growing from a boy's right hand. Yeah, I totally believe that one. Yeah. Uh, Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. That is about a teacher who repeatedly tries to kill himself. That's sad. It is a, it's a comedy anime. It's a comedy? It is a comedy. Um, it is a dark comedy anime. And it, I framed it that way 
But that is something that happens in the series. He repeatedly tries to kill some. The comedy about a teacher who takes all aspects of life, word, and culture in, in the most negative light possible. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did believe that one could have been real because they have the, the suicide woods in Japan. It's a like rampant problem out there. I'm going to show you... The fact you... that it's a comedy makes me sad. Um... It's it's actually a surprisingly enjoyable show. <laughs> like it, I'm going to show you uh, if I can find it a scene from it right now. Um... Well, I found that anime can make anything engaging. You showed me that one that is about basketball players and how they're doing all these crazy moves, and it was like really intensely animated and like in death note they like intensely animate he's him intensely writing. writing yeah he's like swish and yeah like flourish of the pen so eating i will eat a chip <laughs> yeah for the listeners i'm showing dylan a picture of oh, that's yeah. the opening scene of this anime it's it's actually really pretty yeah the color it's really nicely framed uh yeah content is sad but it's... yeah and he's not dead there okay well, yeah that's good at least i feel a little better about it yeah that's a nice but picture. yes Sensei. the English version of that is goodbye Mr. Despair his mm-hmm. name is translates to Mr. Despair basically uh, and the third one I made up yeah yeah. well we'll get on that yeah. someone get on it I could um, see that being an anime I totally could I mean yeah. I obviously did because I <laughs> yeah alright uh, we have I don't know if we'll get this segment every time, um, but we always welcome correspondence. You can email us at holdgdshow at gmail.com. You can contact us on Facebook. Uh, we like to hear opinions on anything, uh, words, suggestions. If you want to send us stuff, sure. Um, but I got a message from a listener, Caleb, and he was listening to our first episode, Catcher in the Rye. Or the best of worst of, and he was listening to when you were talking about how your worst of is the catcher in the ride. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, yeah. Um, so Caleb wanted to weigh in on catcher in the rye, and it kind of it definitely because I liked that one okay. and you didn't. That was Correct. one we differed on. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I think because it was an easy read. I said. Yeah. It was one of those ones in high school where you just and it's easy to read. So it's, it's short. Not, yeah. Basically. It's not. Um, and it's just I. I think I said in episode one that I thought it was just about a guy complaining about stuff. Yeah. And, uh... I probably said something similar. Yeah, Caleb kind of, um, gives some perspective here. So here we go. This is from Caleb. I think it's important to know a little about J.D. Salinger when reading it because I think he's writing about himself more than he lets on. J.D. was in the infantry during World War II and is considered to have killed the most enemy combatants out of anyone in the American military during that time. Uh, Caleb goes on, he says, I believe that the book is about returning home from war and feeling this huge weight of seeing and causing all these young school-age boys to die. And the fact that nobody in his home country seems to care about their deaths. Everyone is going on as though life as usual, and J.D.'s burdened by the weight of murder and death. He's mad that nobody can see his pain and respond to it. And he can't talk about it because he knows they won't understand. So he talks about these things in a tangential way trying to circle the drain of what's really going on and 
Yeah, I oh, I do like that. I kind of I get that in the in the book now that I hear that because I'm like yeah. it is about him like his brother dying and it affecting him so much, uh, and then like everyone else is like, well, we just have to carry on living, and he's like, yeah, but my brother's dead. Yeah, and it's yeah, I I like that kind of you know analogy, but I still don't like. The <laughs> yeah, I uh, I definitely I think. I we didn't learn I didn't learn that in high school that. at all. Yeah, I, didn't um, I think oh, in high school they don't really teach. I don't like the writers, yeah, writer perspective or anything like that. I think that's really important to kind of know those facts going into it about like how he saw a lot of things. Like I I read a um, Vietnam book, uh, things that carried. Yes, yep. yeah, and obviously like some of those stories were embellished and that's kind of what the book was about is a collection of like short stories from the war from this one guy sure. but like in he kind of mentions that some of these are embellished because your memory isn't always the same and uh so like reading that i obviously knew the author's past but i had no idea when we read catching the rye kind of anything about jd salinger so it definitely puts it different perspective on it yeah definitely and i feel like when you read that book it's just kind of something that's associated with growing up and the idea of angst and whatnot right but we don't really like i don't remember like learning what the kind of why other than that why are we reading this it's a yeah. classic that we have to read exactly yeah, but why is it important yeah, it's part of the curriculum, but why is it an important thing to us, like, in school and growing up? And, you know, for most of us, like, we can't relate to that idea, even if we've had, like, right. death within our family. We can't relate to the idea of war, because there's, you know, there's no draft now, but did it yeah. affect people then? I don't know, you know? Yeah, and having your own responsibilities. And, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh... As, you know, young people who are in high school and probably going to college, it's just like, it's kind of something that you don't uh kind of you can't look at and just be like oh yeah i get it right yeah Yeah, i was uh thinking about that um how i totally missed the point and things and even when i took a a lot of media criticism and analysis classes i would still miss the point in things oh yeah same here that would fly over my head like what we you'll remember this we watched spirited away in japanese film class and she told us it was about capitalism and the first time I watched that, I was like, nah, nah, I don't see it. I don't know. She's really grasping. Yeah. And I, they had it at the theater a couple of weeks ago, and I went and saw it again. And I was oh, my God, it's all about it. <laughs> like, that's yeah. all it is. It's just about this big place where they try to attract all their friends with money. And that's all this movie is about. And yeah. I can't believe I missed that. I think the first time we were seeing it, we were just... i That's the first time I'd seen it. Me too, yeah. And I think I was just kind of enjoying it and taking it in. I don't think I was trying to analyze it as much. Oh, yeah, I, that's definitely I first think view. with film, that's the way it is. Like, we're not trying to analyze it the first, like on the first watch. We're just trying to take it in. Some people are, but some people have that kind of brain where they can do that. Not everyone does. But yeah, maybe we can uh, do an episode sometime about uh, things yeah. going over our head. Things yeah. that went over our head. That might be a good one. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, anything else we need? Uh, you just uh, thank you, Caleb. That was actually. Very, oh yes, yeah. thanks, Caleb. That was very first good. official. Yeah. Email message. Yeah. Please, anyone, send us some stuff. We'd love to talk about it. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, yeah I was glad um, to hear that. I still would say I don't love that book, <laughs> but I, that does give me some a different perspective on it. And I think I would probably tell people that if they kind of had that, right? Yeah, kind of were jaded about it. It's a good party fact. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Let's put a bow on this because it is the season of giving and the season of bows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, you can find us at facebook.com slash whole GD show or send us a message um, on there or uh, whole GD show at gmail.com. Uh, our website, whole GD show dot podbean dot com. I mean, that's how you listen to us. Um, but that's there. It has all the episodes. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Five stars, please. You can tell us what we need to do in the description, what you don't like about us, but if you give us five stars, more people can listen to us and we can kind of get a wider audience and figure out what people like. Do you have a Twitter or anything? Or still Instagram? don't have a Twitter. Instagram or anything? <laughs> no. Okay. And uh, the last description, uh, if you read, I kind of broke down where you can contact us. Uh, there's a little message from me about... <laughs> how bad i am with social media oh you know it's a, but i will i i take care i have access to the email and the facebook so yeah you can always contact me there uh, if you want to follow me at anything i'm on twitter at rewrite shaw also on instagram at the same name uh i do art stuff and jokes and whatnot no well, you can follow me there if you want sweet all right yeah and uh I'm trying to uh, get episodes out every other week. Maybe I'll sprinkle some in, especially with the holiday season. We have a few extra goodies, stocking stuffers in there, uh, fun ones for the season. But trying to get a schedule of every other week at least. Yeah. So look for us then. And we will see you next time. 